Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Successpert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author, Alfred Edmund Jr. And your co-host, life coach and author, D. Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. Welcome to another edition of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. and I'm here with my partner, D.C. Marshall, and we are excited about today's show. Listen, we are talking about marriage and money, and just a level set, this is a show about faith and finances, so we are always talking about all things money and wealth and finance, um, along with faith. Uh, We are believers, and so that is what the show is about. It's a lifestyle show, so today we're talking about marriage, right, and money, and listen, so if you're married or not, this is a show for you. If you like money or not, I don't know anybody who doesn't like money, Alfred, but that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, and I'm really excited because, and I, I want to reemphasize, if you're not married yet, it's even more important to have this conversation before you move into that covenant. So I'm really excited. We had a couple of really great special guests, a husband and wife team, husband and wife financially, business-wise, and of course, they have a wonderful marriage, Dominique and, and Donovan Boyd, joining us. So this is going to be a really great conversation. We're talking about marriage and money, um, but I want to give some some context to, you know, love and marriage and the fact that they go hand in hand. And because this is a show, a faith-based show, God has something to say about both. God has things to say about marriage and he has things to say about money. Um, Specifically, Alfred, you know, the word uh, talks about being a good steward over our, you know, over our time, over our uh, resources. Um, And then the Bible also talks about marriage. And so this show, we're going to talk about both, right? Um, You know, and I think what's really interesting, Alfred, is as we're talking about love and and marriage and we're still coming out of COVID. In fact, we're still here. A lot of marriages, uh, you know, still happened even though celebrations did not happen. And so, you know, I think think that's been an interesting thing um, about where marriages are. I've also thought about, and I I love to hear your, your thought, Alfred, about people who were in loveless marriages during COVID, financial issues during COVID, just there's a lot of dynamics. So what say you about today's topic? Well, COVID in this past year was a big reality check for a lot of people. Like you said, whether it was ending marriages, uh, people getting married but not having a ceremony, but most importantly, people had to have a real serious, literal come to Jesus around how you earn a living, how you make a living, what you do with the money because of the circumstances of COVID um, and whether you were forced to be an essential worker, whether you were forced to stay at home, whether you became unemployed, it really brought you know, things to a head in a lot of households and a lot of marriages. Um, one of the things that I think was a positive, um, and, and I think there are lots of positives that come out of these situations, especially if you're a person of faith, is that the emphasis began to be on, uh, on marriage, not weddings. Um, my oldest, my, my, my only son got married during, in 2020 during COVID and they postponed the wedding so the focus was on the marriage. And, and, and I think that this is really important. That's something that we should not let go of as we move out of the economic shutdown. COVID's still around, but the shutdown is over. That we need to focus on marriage and what the word says about marriage 
And unfortunately, I think we, we live in a society that spends a lot more time, a lot more energy talking about weddings and, and, and you know, it's planning the wedding and, 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 and you know, weddings happen. I mean, I'm, I've had several marriages, so there's no big deal that your wedding is a big deal to build a successful, productive marriage. But did your son, so did they, are you saying they postponed the wedding ceremony, but they got married? Yes, they postponed the wedding ceremony and they got married. Okay. And, and so they've had um, just very, and they've been together it's a couple, I guess, at least seven years. So they didn't go into marriage quickly and lightly. And then they had some real serious conversations about what this is going to look like. So again, most time the couple is spent time, how we, who's going to be at the wedding? What are we going to wear? Where are we going to do it? Their conversations wasn't around that because of COVID. That wasn't, it was, okay, what is this marriage going to be about? What's going to be our plan? What is going to be our way to, to make money? How are we going to manage money? How are we going to support our children? And I think that's a healthy conversation that um, in some cases it was ha had too late, which is why some marriages ended during COVID. But in a lot of cases, new marriages said, let's start out on the correct foot. And, and of course, according to this show, as God defines marriage, not as the world defines marriage. And that's really critically important. So your son is part of the 32% that they, uh, let me back up. In 2020, 32% of wedding celebrations were postponed. I think that's the that's the current stat. So that they're talking about your son. 32% got married in 2020, pushed their receptions to 2021. That's your son. Another question, as we talk about money and planning, and I know we have guests here, did you advise your son and your daughter-in-law on this money and planning since you are in, in the space? Like, did you have that conversation? Well, my children, and you know I have four, um, had the benefit of growing up in the Black enterprise world. <laughs> they were better educated about money, finance, credit, business um, by the time they got to high school than I was when I joined Black enterprise in my you know, late 20s. So it, it was much more of a continuation of an ongoing conversation about money. And yes, certainly in the context of marriage, but they, my, my son had an advantage that I did not have when I got married the first time, which is I didn't have those kinds of conversations and, and, and financial conflict was a big part of the, the, uh, the, the uh, ending of my first marriage, um, my marriage to his mother, as a matter of fact. So he was way better prepared and, and his, his wife was way better prepared for this conversation than, than I would say I was. And so it was more of a continuation of a conversation than it was, let me sit down, son, now that you're planning to get married, let's talk about money. So can we give a round of applause and clap for you? You redeemed yourself from the first marriage. You, uh, right, you're, through your son, right? Your son, he was, he was brought up in a, in a different way and he had the benefit. Um, and so he didn't have some of the issues and, and I'm gonna hand it to you to bring in our guest. Mm -hmm. um, but the issue about, you know, in terms of planning, monthly bills, having the conversation about debt, uh, you know, personality. Well, why don't we, why don't you introduce our guests for today's show so we could set them up. They're going to be here with us for a minute. So, so please. Well, I'm excited to introduce a couple that I have a deep abiding respect for. Um, they don't know, they may or may not know I'm fans of theirs. Um, Donovan and Dominique Boyd, they can tell you more about what they do, but um, Donovan and they're, they're both powerhouses separate and apart from each other. Let me make that clear. Dominique is an accomplished HR professional um, she's in um, real estate. Donovan is a marketing pro. Um, he's an author. And, and when, you know, people throw that word power couple around, you know, very loosely, 
but they are really are a power couple in part because they are plugged into the source of all power, which is our, our God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they are perfect for this conversation because they have a marriage rooted in faith, but they are all successful business people, successful professionals, and successful at managing money. So I'm really glad to bring um, as our guest for Be Lifted Up, Donovan and Dominique Boyd. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, definitely um, want to say thank you for having us. Uh, we always uh, appreciate uh, when you give the call and we make sure that we answer and that we are available when you need us to be available. I did a little kind of broad strokes about who you guys are, but tell our audience a little bit about each of you and what you do professionally, business-wise, and otherwise. Um, so we've been married for 11 years, right? <laughs> 11 years we've been married. Like check with her, bro. I like how you over. I like how you yeah, looked Check over. with her, bro. You did the right yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we've been married 11 years. Uh, we have uh, three beautiful children. Um, we just uh, recently... Uh, relocated to Houston, Texas. Um, so are getting our feet planted um, in the sand uh, down here, in the ground down here. Um, and I'll speak for myself uh, by trade, um, marketing professional, um, author. Um, and then in COVID uh, with, you know, with the shutdown and things of that nature and things having to really pivot, um, I kind of dove more into um, the real estate side of what we did, um, the investing side and kind of, um, went full steam ahead of that, you know, with, um, I had a lot of, you know, book signings and things lined up for 2020 and COVID, you know, shut all that down. So, um, you know, it's been a, a heavy, heavy focus, um, into the real estate. So that's what I've been, you know, staring up and, and, and foreseeing in our, our business from a family standpoint. And um, I'll let her tell you about what she has going on. Absolutely. So again, I'm Dominique Boyd and I am an HR professional. Currently right now, I manage all things contractor HR for a corporate America company. Um, and I've been in HR for roughly well over 15 years and I really enjoy it. Outside of that, we are in real estate. Um, for the longest, we have done buy and hold uh, for trade that we, you know, that's what we really focus on. Um, just recently, I obtained my real estate license to be able to sell and lease and help investors buy real estate. Um, I think that real estate is a really huge interest of ours. And also another interest of ours is also helping and mentoring married couples as well. We are talking about love and marriage and love and money. It's a faith-based show. So we're uh, at some point, we're going to get to what the word says. But at, but right now, we're getting into what's happening with the Boyds, okay? Dominique and Donovan Boyd are our guests today. They're from H-Town, and they're doing amazing things. Uh, in fact, I see uh, Dominique in the CEO, I'm sorry, Donovan, in his CEO role of the household said, look, Bay, this is what we're going to do, okay, during COVID. You're going to keep your job. I'm going to keep my job, and we're, we're going to pack the kids up. And we're going to move to H-Town and, and really turn this up a notch. I'm, I'm going to promote myself in the CEO role. And we're going to promote you, babe, in the CEO role or the president's role. You know what? Uh, listen, okay, uh, Alfred, take us back. 
where were we and what are we talking about here with the Boyds? Well, we're talking about marriage and money, but I'm really interested in you guys talking about how you approached marriage as a as a as two people of faith and how when did you start having financial conversations? I mean, we talk about, um, you know, everything from how you're going to ha handle debt, how you're going to handle um, finance, financing the household, both before children and after children. These are issues that we know break up marriages. Um, in fact, we know statistically that the number one characteristics of marriage that fail is differences in how finances should be uh, managed. On the flip side, though, we know, as Dee already pointed out, that as people of faith, we're expected to be great stewards of everything that blesses us, that God has blessed us with. And yeah, money is one measure of that, but we're talking about all forms of wealth because God is the source of all wealth. So talk a little bit more about, about how you guys came into your marriage. What did you know about money? You know, Dee asked that great question about what, what conversations I had with my son um, as, as he was um, getting ready to get married. What did you each know about money and what did you bring to the marriage when you started um, deciding you wanted to be together and that it, that, that it was in your future to be married? When did those conversations happen? And what, was your, what did you learn from your parents or, or you know, in, in your upbringing about money and how did that change as you guys came together to form your household? Um, so that's a great question. So for me, uh, my parents was not married. Um, a lot of times it was me and my mom um, or, you know, my siblings or, you know, I'm the youngest, so they would come in and out. Um, my mom, you know, always from the time I was born, I'm the youngest, she, you know, owned her own home. Um, so, you know, she really didn't necessarily preach to me about you need to own your own home, but I saw it. Right. So it was always something that, you know, stuck in my mind. So um, when we, you know, got together, you know, things kind of moved, you know, pretty fast um, and we were, you know, renting an apartment. And for some reason, it just never sat well with me to rent my rent the apartment. Right. Come on, um, sir. Come on. Come on. Come on, CEO. So, you know, I, I rented in college. Um, so I went to school in uh, New York City. So I went to Fordham University um, in New York City. So, um, you know, rent was very high. You know what I'm saying? I, I jammed uh, several football guys into one apartment and was uh, renting rooms. So I, I, I always get it. You know, I've always got it. So we, we were in our apartment for a little bit. And um, I was like, man, I just don't like paying this rent every month, man. So, you know, I was like, we need to find our own, you know. So luckily we were able to get out our lease. Um, her mother um, allowed us to come stay there for a while. Um, and we found our first house um, and um, our mortgage was three, four, five, almost maybe $400 less than our rent, mm -hmm. right? And that was... Um, you know, very, you know, a jump start into, you know, our financial literacy and being able to, you know, take an opportunity and kind of get ahead. Um, coming into the marriage, I didn't have any debt. Um, so I went to school on a full scholarship, right? So, you know, I didn't have any debt. I didn't come with no credit cards. I had zero debt. I had no credit cards. Um, Great credit. Great credit, no credit card. Black man with credit. I see it. I see it. Right. So I didn't have no student loans or anything. Right. So um, 
her situation wasn't um it wasn't it wasn't quite the same so um you know so those we had to have those conversations very early because we were you know kind of on two two different ends of the spectrum um you know you make some good uh, important point i want to underscore about what you saw growing up and what you experienced growing up um i like you i'm the oldest of four children that was raised by a, a divorced single mother but we always rented like I, I my grandparents owned their own home and maybe I had one relative, one or two relatives that owned their own home, but renting was a way of life. And I know that I bought up my first home much later in life, in part because I kept thinking, well, when you got a raise, you just rented a nicer place in a nicer neighborhood. Right, right. You, you, homeownership was something you kept pushing down the road. So that's, that's really, really interesting. Um, I, I do want to hear more about what, what Dominique brought into the marriage in terms of her her understanding and, and, and finances that, that you, you guys had to kind of work out once you came together. Uh, for me, a little bit different. My parents were married for 14 years and then they got divorced. Um, it wasn't financially, but they did separate. So I grew up in a household with mom and dad for a long you know, part of my childhood. We did own our own home. Um, we lived in a suburb. We owned our own home. My parents were together. My mom was an entrepreneur and my dad actually worked two jobs. Um, coming in, I never had the conversation with my parents about finances. I had to learn everything on my own from balancing a checkbook to opening up a bank account. I think, of course, my parents had all of these things, but they didn't necessarily prioritize having the conversation with us. So those were things that I had to learn on my own. I made the mistake of probably getting every department store credit card you've ever seen in your life. I mean, Gap and Old Navy belong to the same organization and I had both cards. So just to just to break it down. And I think that with uh, coming together with Donovan, he was very, as you guys can tell, he's very assertive. And it was, we are not doing that. He literally cut up all of my credit cards. Couldn't believe it. I was so upset. But that was the start to us making better decisions, to me making better decisions and understanding if you credit is not a bad thing, but you need to know what you are doing. Of course, there's no reason to have a hundred department store cards. Like that's just ridiculous. And the interest rate is astronomical, right? Um, and so I think by me teaming up with or God leading me to someone that's a natural born leader, as I am as well, you have to be very strong to deal with me, I will say, for lack of a better terminology. And for him being that strong, <laughs> for him being that strong and setting us on that path, we've been prayerfully and thank God going along that path for a very long time. Now I have taken the role of making sure that we are doing things responsibly, making sure that our savings is set up, saying, hey, babe, this is the goal. This is what we're going to do. And we're very aligned that we know the goal for our family. And that's how we're moving forward. And I get no pushback from him, which is also a blessing. Yeah. So we kind of started off, you know, trying to do the separate thing, you know, separate accounts. He started off trying, to you know, like, you know, because so. When you meet somebody that got a lot of debt and all of that, I'm like, are you really good with money? I said, I don't, I don't know if I want to give you my whole paycheck yet, ma'am. You know, um, I'm going to kind of hold on. You're cute and everything. You're cute and everything. You hot. But look, my situation. (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't go to swipe my card and there's nothing in there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I fought that for a while. um, But, you know, eventually kind of gave in and just gave her the paycheck and then, you know, I've done a lot of, you know, different businesses and different hustles. So I would go 
you know, make my own spending money and you keep the paycheck, you know? So, um, but, you know, we started off home ownership very young. So we bought our first house at 22, 23. Um, I think we had our third home uh, by the age of 30. Listen, I want to hold that thought. Um, and let me say this before we, we wrap up and get ready for our next, um, you know, next break. One of the reasons I'm glad you guys came on because when you're so authentic, <laughs> you're so real about, no, nah, I don't know about all that going on over there. Because it's important for our audience to understand that faith and, and, and this faith walk is not about perfection. In fact, it's about imperfection because only God brings perfection to the relationship. And your willingness, um, Dominique, to say, I'm a leader, but I was willing to surrender to his leadership. You were like, I'm a strong leader. Um, you, you're, you, you had to earn each other's trust. It's not automatic. And often as people of faith, we think we just kind of walk down the aisle and snap. We, right. You know, we're, we're evenly yoked and we're knitted together, but it takes time to earn each other's trust. And so listen, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We're here with Dominique and Donovan Boyd having a great time. I'm here with my partner. We're running the show, D. You're the CEO though. I'm, you're the CEO. <laughs> So hold tight. We'll be back with Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Welcome back to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. We are here with Dominique and Donovan Boyd talking about marriage and money. We're having a really great time. And, you know, listen, just enjoying your guys' company, enjoying your authenticity um, and enjoying your energy. But listen, now you're married, right? Um, and you, you talked about how you came together and, and some of the, you know, you had to earn each other's trust. What are some of the, the, the maybe the most important lessons you think um, especially people who are thinking about getting married, 
or people who are married but are not kind of on the same page um, with marriage and money? What, what are some, you know, maybe two or three things that you think are important things to keep front of mind, particularly as people of faith? Give it up. <laughs> Give it up, man. Just let her have the money. And if if you... she knows what she's doing. Now, listen, yeah. Yeah. Whoever understands what they're doing let that person lead that's good and just give it up so if you good with money just give it up because and i say that because i just know so many couples oh i got my own accounts and you know i'm i'm you know i'm paying you know we splitting stuff and that just that philosophy does not work it doesn't work it does it doesn't work Right. And the reason why it doesn't work, because in my eyes, the trust always gets compromised. Right. Because it's, you know, and I, and we can go back to our situation. Um, and I never even thought about it until she brings it up now. Right. She was like, well, you made more money than me. But we were splitting stuff. <laughs> and then I got to come back and give you money. Then I'm like, well, where's your money at? You know what I'm saying? We work at the same place. Well, you make more money. To, you know what I'm saying? So now understanding that it's just for us, we bring it all together. We have the different accounts that we, you know, um, allocate for certain things. But for us, you know, it's coming together and just really tackling uh, the finances together, you know? And I just think that a lot of couples, I think, have the issue with, um, letting go, right? Because you feel like, you know, you've given up so much of yourself when you're talking about sharing finances, sharing bank accounts and all of that, you're giving up some of that freedom. Um, but you have to look at it as a positive thing um, to be able to, you know, tackle things together. Like you still have people that file their taxes separately and all these different things because they don't even understand the benefits. And luckily we've had some good people in our live mentor wise that understand like, no, you guys are going to follow the right way. We're going to bring you guys together. And in doing that, we've been able to accomplish so much more uh, together than trying to be uh, separate. I think just to piggyback off of what Donovan said, one of the things that I always remember is that when we got married, we became one. And so as being one, we want to be able to come together exclusively in every facet of our marriage and our lives. Um, we put each other first. And so when that, the only thing above Donovan in my eyes is God. So it's Donovan and then it's my children, then it's everybody else. And God is like way up here, right? So I think that by becoming one with our finances, there is no mistrust, there's no misunderstanding. And then to, to even a caveat to that, in marriage, there will be ups and downs. Sometimes I make the most. Sometimes Donovan makes the most. Sometimes we're both making the most. And when everything is together at one, it's never Ever, oh, well, I'm bringing in this so I can do go and do this or I'm bringing in that or I can go do that. We're always one. The account is always meshed. And when what he's making, I'm making what I'm making, he is making. So there is no misunderstanding. And we come to the table to decide what we're going to do, especially with big purchases. This is great. And I'll tell you what I what I hear and um, why this is this is so powerful. Um, one, you know, you all show up like a team right? That's, that's what I hear first. A team, you show up as a unit, you show up as a corporation, right? With So, so that's one. And then um, I think indicative of that, 
Dominique, you mentioned the structure of the relationship. So um, for people who are clued in right now, uh, glued into this conversation, it's, do you have a conversation about your marriage in terms of the structure? You said, when we got married, we also decided we're one because not everybody does that. So that's one uh, takeaway. As well, um, uh, in addition to that, I also heard you establish your own SOPs, your own standard operating procedures. I heard you say, Donovan, it's just about one person managing the finances like a job. We, have, we don't have generalists, everybody's doing everything. We have specialists, whoever is the better, it just so happened, right? The roles reverse, or at least that's what I heard you say, right, Donovan, you were leading on the front end. You had you know, a discomfort with renting. You said we're gonna own, but then I heard the roles reversed in terms of the CFO of the unit, right? Dominique being the CFO, um, I think it's powerful. That's what I heard you say, right? One person has to manage and it's the better of the two. Um, I also heard letting go, uh, which is so powerful. You said, you know what, give it up. That was your first thing, right? Give it up. And it was, it was necessary for you to say that because I know a lot of people struggle with giving up the check, the money, or all access and just being completely um, exposed. So uh, I think that is so powerful, uh, just the way that you all have um, have your relationship set up to, to, to really manage the thing that takes marriages down. Finance, takes marriages down, it's divorce done over for separate accounts. Like you said, Donovan, uh, it creates mistrust, right? And so I just think it's so powerful where you all are and just being a model of how you can successfully be in relationship, do well and do right by money if you structure it as a team. So I thought, just think that was so powerful. Yeah, I, I wanna add this word transparency. And I, you know, I tell people, you know, entrepreneurs, obviously I, 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 I work for Black Enterprise. Mm -hmm. You would not be in a business with a partner where you couldn't see the books. Absolutely. Where both partners couldn't see the books. And you know, I, I talk to people, it's not really a matter of where the money's living, how many accounts you got, which accounts, where the money. It's do I know about every account and do both of us agree on what the accounts are for and do both of us have access to those accounts? Because that's where the distrust is seated, and unfortunately, some of us grew up in cultures where one or the other, you know, was taught by a mama, grandmama, daddy, somebody. Listen, you need to keep your little something, something on this side. You need to do this. You need to do that. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. But again, once you lose the transparency, and it doesn't happen overnight, but the trust starts getting corroded. It starts to rust. It starts getting eaten away. And then the first time you face some adversity, like COVID like the challenge of raising a children, anything that brings pressure to it will expose that weakness. So I, I really, you know, I echo everything Dee said, but I tell people, if you approached a business partnership the way you're approaching your marriage, you wouldn't say, oh, he doesn't really need to know about that. She doesn't really need to know about that because you are tying your, your futures together. Absolutely. And um, that really, I mean, it's, it's really, you know, just like you said it, because that's how we run a business. Like I'm in the field, I'm getting the properties, I'm finding properties, I'm managing the crews and, you know, administratively, whether it's the, you know, books or insurances, um, permits or, you know, um, utilities. utilities, anything like that, she's covering. So, you know, she handles. So um, leases, anything like that, that's kind of how we're structured. And um, I think that um, I look at it like this, like, 
you know, do you earn money or do you make money? Right? So for me, I feel like I know how to make money. Right? So everybody doesn't know how to make money. So I think that when you don't, I think that's where that friction always comes, that uncomfortable, you know, thing comes when you're talking about money is because when people just earn money, they only, this is all I got, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't let you have all I got. I, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's an issue. I'd be like, here, take it. Cause I can go make some more. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if it's the issue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's the mentality has to be different when you approach the marriage. I'm fine. Take it. Cause I'm going to go get some more. Yeah. And it's a lack of scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. The lack and scarcity mindset. And that goes against and not to get, you know, churchy or super religious. But when you, you know, the fact that you are daughter and son of the king, the word says God gives us the ability to create wealth. Right. In addition to that, um, you know, God is an infinite God. And so if you believe so a lot of times we are misaligned even in faith and what we believe, we believe uh, in God, but we don't believe God. So I love, you know, just the highlight of fixed mindset versus growth mindset and the breakdown of the difference between earning money and your ability to make money. Listen, I don't, I don't even know what to call you. I feel like, listen, y'all are real estate moguls. I don't know, lifestyle experts. I don't know, marriage and money models hashtag goals marriage and money hashtag goals that's it that's it round of applause for the boys yes. hashtag goal model not just role model goal model goal model yeah no it's so it's just so much about this conversation is so rich um do you all teach this as a couple like you see i'm sorry to interrupt you i gotta say something that you just said in the last minute but i want our audience to hear i want to repeat it Y'all need to tweet it. Y'all need a hashtag. I don't know what you're going to do with it. Not every couple is a team. Mm. Just because you're two people together doesn't mean you're a team. Absolutely. And what we're talking about in a healthy, godly marriage is a team. And I've experienced marriage when you weren't, I wasn't part of a team. It, but it's very important what Dee said about the boys being a team because teammates share. You can't be on the same team and one of y'all is running one play and the other one's running another play. Sure. Or when you're running the play and you won't tell the other person even what the play is. You want to be the playbook. Right. And we all know marriages. Some of us grew up in households with those kinds of marriages. Some of us are we're in those marriages and some of us have been guilty of like, you don't need to see the playbook. Just run the play. Right. And your teammate is like, how am I going to run the play if you won't even share the playbook? So this, D, that, that thing, I, I, if people don't remember anything else about this conversation, especially if you're contemplating marriage right now, you're about to do this thing. You need to ask yourself, are we a team? And if we're not a team, should we stop a minute and maybe pump the brakes and decide whether I want to be a teammate of this person? Being a lover, being a friend, looking good together, being a cute couple, knowing you want to make some pretty babies. None of that is a substitute for being a team. And, and so, D, I, I, that was on my heart. I wanted to make sure I underscore yeah, that. Yeah. Because we live in a society that celebrates weddings and marriage just to, you know, and then we wonder why most of them um, don't don't make it because you're not binding together as a team. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm going to say this and I'm going to give it back to over to the boys to chime in. 
I do think it's it's uh, necessary to to call out what seems obvious because it isn't. People are doing their own thing. Divorce is too easy. So right to say a you know you're a team. A lot of people will be like, well, that's the obvious. No, not really. People are not operating like a team. Or I like to use the analogy of a business, right? And similar thing in terms of, right? Marriage and relationship or marriage is, is a bit, there are business components. And if you model the structure or run your marriage in some instances, like a business where there's structure, there's roles, then it's much more um, under understandable and, and relatable. So Chris, T uh, is it Chris Tucker? Wait. Chris Rock, he said this. He said, there is no competition in marriage. Marriage is a team. And I don't know if you saw this viral video. He said, stop competing. And he he did this whole rant on, um, you know, people in marriages competing against each other mm -hmm. rather than being a team. And so I just thought it was so powerful. So listen, let's hear from you all. Is a book in the works or something? Because this stuff is, th this is good. Is there a book? Is there, I don't know. A class. A uh, class, a, a master class. Uh, and let's make sure people know where to find you after this show's over. You know, so it's, um, you know, ironic that you said that uh, we've kind of been going back and forth for about two years about what a book could be or what it would look like and what what would the direction actually be. Mm -hmm. um, we've done other shows, you know, like this. Um, we've mentored or had conversation with couples. Actually, next month, uh, we're having an event called Couples in Real Estate. And um, it is to help and teach um, individuals as well as couples how to get into the real estate game, um, how to build generational wealth from real estate. Um, you know, um, we have some financial experts, so on and so forth. And um, ironically, the vision for the event was to highlight couples in this space doing it together, right? And I've got a lot of pushback um, from it from well it should have just been about women or should have just been for millennials or you should have said singles and so on and so forth and the thing is is we tackle this thing together and you know our partners in the situation they're a couple and they tackle it together and for me that should be the goal right like if you see a couple and you're aspiring to be a couple it doesn't necessarily have to be real estate but you should want to be on the same page with your spouse or your partner, right? You guys should be wanting to do things together as a team, right? So, um, you know, that's just for us, you know, everything has been, you know, intertwined to include each other because I feel like, you know, that's been, that's been like our superpower. It's not been, you know, um, doing everything separately, mm -hmm. you know, it's been doing together you know, I don't compete, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a situation where it's not really, it's not really competition. I'm glad she can go out and, you know, these companies going to pay her a whole bunch of money. Like, I don't, it doesn't bother me. Go get that money, baby. It don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. So, um, you know, uh, the big thing is we've been able to, you know, put ourselves in some financial spaces to, um, you know, get that freedom. And that's really been what the goal has been, um, is to get that financial freedom. Um, and we've had some different things that go on in our lives that's forced us to 
reevaluate reevaluate have to build yeah. you know um you know i had to leave my job 5 years ago might be 4 or 5 years ago um you know because of our daughter so you know i was put in this situation where i really had to create and really had to you know um put my family in a situation to where covid or anything else is not going to you know stop us from being able to live hold know? on babe, i just want to piggyback off of that so if you hear what he said he said he had to leave his job because of our daughter i think that that plays more into the teammate aspect than anything we looked at the table and we said okay who's industry can make the most money to bring into the household from a corporate America standpoint. It was me. So it takes a man to be very humble to say, I'm going to be the one that's going to walk away, take care of our family while you go out here and get it because you in your industry, you can pull the most in from corporate America. And while staying at home to assist with our daughter, still building a whole company that I, I choose to go to corporate America. I don't have to. So I just want to make sure that I affirm him for that because I thank God for that. I thank God for that leadership. I thank God for that humbleness. And I thank God that he chose me to be his wife because not every man can say, babe, your, your industry is pulling in the most. So you go do it and I'm going to build this here at home. So that's that team aspect that, that I'm talking about. That is a word right there. Yeah, and listen, before we run out of totally out of time, I want you to spend like at least a minute We early in the show we talked about um, basically a healthy marriage, particularly as it relates to money, is a way to break past generational issues. Um, you know, I talked about my son and my, all my children being way better off in terms of how they approach things than I was prepared to. So I, they're not making some mistakes that I made. Talk to me a little bit in the time that we have left about what you're teaching your children and to what degree that this is not just a one generation blip but something that's really could change the entire legacy of your bloodline. Um, so quick, I have two boys um, and it's about exposure. Yes. Um, really for me, it's just exposure. Um, that's why the company, my, you know, both of our companies is called the boy groups and it's just about exposure. So I walk them through houses. They understand how we make the money. They understand the businesses, the investments, so on and so forth. And they can see it and they understand it. My oldest son is 12. And, you know, we have these conversations so that he understands and he's exposed to what's going on. And then from the generational standpoint is, you know, when he turns 18, when he gets out of college, he'll already have properties. He'll already have that. And a real estate you license. Know, and he'll, he'll, <laughs> already, he'll already have that generating income from, for him so that he's not in a situation where he's scrambling and don't know what to do financially and he can make the best sound decisions for himself, you know, hopefully he goes off and, you know, and he's going to go off and do great things, but he'll have uh, those options in front of him. You know, guys, we could talk to you guys forever. <laughs> we're getting, we're running out of time. Um, how could people find uh, the boys on social or, or any place else? I know there are people going to want to keep following what you're doing, learn about your real estate event, other things. Really quickly, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you? Um, on all social medias for me, it's just I am Donovan Boyd. Um, and then you can follow my wife at Dom's My Agent on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Excellent. Excellent. Listen, guys, D, what can we say? Hey, whoever told you do not or don't do what it is that you were going to do, I don't even think I have to say it because I know you all 
are independent, um, powerful thinkers and powerhouses, but that was an indication that you should do it. For the person who said you shouldn't do it and always oh, should be women or always oh, should be, you didn't ask them for their opinion, not necessarily, but that's an indication that you're on to something. Um, and it's an indication that uh, you all are valuable in terms of sharing what you have mastered. So I'm excited, you know, really about your life and your marriage and just, uh, you know, God uh, using you all in a major way, not just, um, you know, building wealth, but even on a major platform. So continue to be great, continue to be great, continue to build billions, continue to bring your children along, continue to show people how to play the game. And uh, it, it's been such a pleasure having you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it. That is our show for today on marriage and money, love and marriage with Donovan and Dominique Boyd. Um, take their advice. They are hashtag goals when it comes to uh, young and married and even seasoned and married and how to live um, and allow God to leave. So Alfred, give them all of our social handles. Let them know where can they find us. Listen, you can find us on all social platforms at Be Lifted Up Radio. That's Be Lifted Up Radio. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 141, where you can check us out. You can also listen to our show on demand at the Mocha Podcast Network. That's podcast, plural, network.com, where you can listen to this show as well as all past episodes of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. D, I know we had a great time with the boys, uh, and we can't wait for you guys to join us again for the next episode of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.